seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and Rohit Woe. It's episode 85 of The Hopeless Show. Aaron, hello. I think, uh, how you doing? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I don't know. What's more, can you hear me? Oh, well, man. We, we need to apologize because the last episode, for reasons we don't know, podcast gods maybe, they came down and cursed us. For reasons we don't know, maybe it was the fact that we have our new logo and they were like, wait, it can't be too good for you. Like, you, you can't have your cake and eat it too. The audio last week was a bit of a mess. So we apologize for the disaster. It was mainly Rohit's fault. But we apologize together for the disaster that was mainly Rohit's yeah. fault. Well, I blame our new logo on the audio issue. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, all the props I gave to our brilliant and acclaimed designer, uh, Thomas, I take them back because I'm sure his logo had something to do with how uh, I had too many resources open on my computer and <laughs> uh, really it ruined my recording. But yeah, I'm just going to blame the artist um, that made the, the, art. the yeah. artist formerly known as Thomas. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 a uh, he's in under, <laughs> you know, in a river somewhere right now. Um, I took care yeah. of it. I'm just kidding. Uh, for those listening, I did not murder Thomas. Thomas is actually a brilliant designer and our new logo, the maker of our new logo, and also not responsible for my errors on how I recorded and exported audio last time. No, but the title of this show is perfect for that because it's something that we both can relate to a lot. The theme is mistakes happen. And... We, there are lots of mistakes that were made. We, we were back. It was the first time in a while that we'd been here. Um, and mistakes happened. They also, at the end of the episode last week, we had promised you a clip of us at the All-Star Game, at the <laughs> Baseball All-Star Game. And we were hyping it the whole episode. And then there were technical difficulties, and it did not happen. At the end of this episode, you will hear that clip. Is it worth the buildup? No. Does it exist? <laughs> yes. You know, Aaron, so, what if we just, you know, this might be a quicker episode today. What if we just played it during our sports segment? Ooh. No. No, I want, I want, I want to play it at the end. Okay. I want to play it at the end. It's meant to be played at the end. If all you want to hear is that segment, you can... Zip right through the episode just to the end of this episode where hopefully you'll hear it. I mean, no guarantees. We don't know right now if it's for sure going to be there, but we're going to try. Right. So, and we feel so, like we might have lost thousands of listeners from last time. So if you do skip to the end, um, you know, please make sure to download the episode and give us a positive review. Um, yes. So yeah. please download the episode. Give us a positive review. Download all past episodes. And la the episode from last week, one more thing about it. It's still listenable. Like, I've, I've re-listened to it, and it is listenable. Uh, we do have some fun segments. We have some ridiculous segments. We say some very stupid things. We get canceled, maybe, from a few of the things that we say. So all the normal things you'd hope for from a, from a bringer. From a, from exactly, Aaron. Exactly what you just said. From a back-from-break episode. Mm -hmm. So check it out, and then here we're going to go on with this episode. And apologies, mistakes do happen. Yeah. But yeah, and we have since then brushed the cobwebs out of our butts and we are ready to proceed. And so news from the quarantine bomb shelter. Can we call it something else now, too? Like, news. <laughs> I, I think we have to stick with bomb shelter based on what our first topic is going to be. All right. So news from the bomb shelter. Well, first, did you hear there was some big news? Some big news happened uh, just today. I've been in meetings all day and, you know, or, so I don't know. I might have missed something. All right. Well, I'll just inform you. Big news. Huge news today. Coming out of this happened in Thailand. 
So big news out of Thailand. There were horrified tourists who saw a dead body on the beach and they called the cops. And it turned out the dead body was a luxury sex doll. <laughs> so now you're all caught up today on the on the news from uh, the bomb shelter since you haven't been well, in touch today. Well, if I may add to that, and I thought you were going to go a darker route, but it's pretty I don't dark. Know, did, you, did you see that video of, I think it was in Mexico or Guatemala maybe, um, there was a river and a video of this crocodile dragging around a corpse, like a full adult human corpse. I didn't corpse. see that. Yeah, it was. I don't want to see that. No, it was kind of messed up, man. Um, so on a lighter note. Yes. <laughs> back to that sex doll. Yeah. <laughs> At least it was just a sex doll. Yeah, you just got to sterilize it, whoever found it. And then there's there's one. Ew. <laughs> God, <laughs> you want to reuse it. Oh. <laughs> um, Reduce, reuse, recycle, bro. <laughs> So one other thing from the, the news from the bomb shelter I was going to get to last week, but I've gone a little deep with something and I'm curious your thoughts because and I'm going to bring it back in this episode, but it started. I don't go on Facebook that much anymore, but I went on Facebook and there was something that President Biden did like it, it just on my feed. And so I wrote something to the effect of, that's awesome, way to go. I forget what it was. This was like a number of weeks ago. And just positive, like that was it. I was just like, oh, I'll comment on this, positive. And the lot of positive, you know, a lot of thumbs ups and whatever from those comments. And then the amount of backlash and hate that I got from simply saying something was good was <laughs> astronomical. And... So a lot of people, they'd get a lot of hate and then they'd think, you know what? I'm going to not do that again. But Rohit, <laughs> you know me. Did I not do that again? Of course you went back in for more, Aaron. Tell us of about it. Of course I did. So since then, when I, when I do open Facebook, if it's on my feed, like if uh, something from the president pops up, I don't think he's actually posting on Facebook. I'm sure he's like saying, gives the sign off that it's good, but he probably has someone who does it for him. And I just like, if there's something good, I will post about it. I mean, I'll just write something. And it's already gotten like, I'll get like a thousand comments back to me that are just vile. I mean, absolutely vile. And the problem that I have is I love it. And it gives me personally a better insight into the core of what's going on in our country than I've ever seen before. Better than a Twitter war, better than anything like that because I only say positive things. I don't, I never say negative. And if I do respond to someone on the Facebook uh, page, I'll only say something positive. Like someone just now called me an idiot and I said, my man. Like <laughs> everything is positive affirmation. So, I've been doing that and I just wanted to know, like, like here's uh, <laughs> I, here's just one example is I wrote, thank you, Dr. Fauci, because he's retiring today. I'm kind of using something that's happening later. And someone just wrote me, shut the fuck up. He helped create the disease. You brainwashed libs are a cancer. <laughs> wow. There's a lot happening that I can react to with that response. And like literally that was me thanking him, saying thanks Dr. Fauci for all you did because, you know, I don't know, AIDS, <laughs> he kind of helped solve that. Um, COVID, he's like the one who probably helped prevent a lot more people from, of, from dying by like saying we have to chill for a minute to try to get to figure out what is actually going on here. So, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Should I keep doing it? I mean, and I'm going to come well, back to it a few well, more times. Here's the, the thing. One, I hope you learned your lesson about saying nice things about politicians and people associated with politics. Fauci's not even a politician. No, but he's just saying nice things about people in politics, even whether they're elected or they're appointed. Um, it's just not something I like to do. Um, Remember, not nice things about them. Nice things about actions that have happened. 
Saying nice things about anything, having anything to do with anything related to anyone in a public office, appointed or elected, is something I try to steer away from. (laughs) So So that means you can't say anything nice about me. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not going to change anything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, So should I keep doing it? uh, Yes, because... And I think that... Just see how much you can kill them with kindness. Like, how insanely you can. Um, all right. I will... Uh, let's see what happens. But I will, keep go- I will keep doing it for the betterment of this show, at the very least. Because it's, it's endless fodder. So, speaking of fodder, out of the bomb shelter and into the real bomb with your topic. Whew. So, um, I think that we all were kind of shocked uh with some news that happened over the past uh yeah i guess yesterday 24 hours ago so one of uh vladimir putin's biggest advisors his spiritual advisor someone who is dubbed putin's rasputin um or also putin's brain um his name is uh, alexander duggan his daughter was killed in a planted car bomb that was intended for Alexander, uh, her father. So, you know, that's an innocent life that was taken uh, with the means to assassinate someone very high up in the Kremlin. And immediately, Vladimir Putin blamed Ukraine. Ukraine disavowed any of this blame, (laughs) as they likely would. And it came out today that there was actually a Russian rebel group that took credit for the attack. Now, this Russian rebel group, they issued a letter and I am trying to track down this damn letter. Oh, here it is. Here's the letter that they wrote. Obviously, this has been translated and oh, wow. It's 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 a I'll try and skim through it. I think because uh, mistakes happen, I think you're knocking something. Am I? Something keeps going boop, boop, boop. Hmm. Or is that the ticking bomb that's under your chair? Oh, God. Because the Russian Russian rebels got you, yeah. Well, let me know if you keep hearing. Are you still hearing it? No, now I'm not. Okay, great. Well, if your viewers heard that, then sorry. Well, anyway, (laughs) this is the letter that was issued by the National... Republican Army, the NRA, in Russia. We Russian activists. They're, mili- they're, they're the, <laughs> that's what their initials are for that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So we Russian activists, military and politicians, now partisans and fighters of National Republican Army. We outlaw warmongers, robbers and oppressors of the peoples of Russia. We declare President Putin the usurper of authority and the military criminal who has amended the Constitution, unleashed fratricidal war between Slavic peoples and sent Russian soldiers to certain and senseless death. Poverty and coffins for some, palaces for others, the essence of his policy. We believe that people deprived of the right to vote have the right to revolt against tyrants. Putin will be disposed and destroyed by us. Our our Kremlin is to stop destruction of Russia and its neighbors, to stop activity of a bunch of the Kremlin businessmen who have sucked in riches of our people and committing today crimes inside the country and outside of it. We declare officials of the government of the Russian Federation and regional administrations accomplices of the usurper. Those who will not resign, we shall destroy. We declare the businessman earning the money on corruption and communications with official traders of the native land and accomplices of the usurper. The property of those who do not repent and do not publicly oppose this government and its war, and they themselves will be destroyed by us. We okay, declare, I get it. I, I yeah, get it. Yeah, so I it goes on, and it ends with um, a society in which everyone will be proud to have been born on Russian soil and want to live in it. Long live free Russia. Wherever you are, fight like us. Fight with us. Fight better than us. Let us clean our homeland from the filth. Victory will be with us. Sick. Ooh, I actually have a solid prediction um, that somehow um, the Kremlin is going to send someone to kill me for reading this letter on the air. Oh, yeah, you're toast. Yeah, which really But I'm, I'm not the one who read it. Yeah. Uh, really, hey, this do not kill the messenger. Please, so, literally, so, do not kill me. First of all, all of this gives me hope. All of it. 
everything that you just did and informed me about, it all gives me hope. But here's where I'm hopeless because I haven't gotten oh. to the hopeless part. Oh, because so far this has just been all, like this, this is, is awesome. all this is all cool. Even though I don't believe them, I think that probably the Ukraine had something to do with it, and I think that they just are like Ukraine will never take credit for this because they can't because it's not smart to say they did it. But so, then this rebel group can say they did it. Right now, it looks like the Kremlin is going to try and suppress this letter. So they can still point the fingers at Ukraine to further, because, you know, the Russian controls the media, right? They control their media. I mean, all everybody's media is trash and controlled. But uh, Russia, every country's. So Russia controls their media with a heavy iron fist. And the, I, the right now the talk is they're not going to allow the dissemination of this letter. And it's that way they can pin the blame on Ukraine to further justify their illegal war. Oh, this is easy. I have hope in, hope in one second. Please provide it. Anybody who's anybody, and I don't care if you're a Putin supporter and Russia and anybody who, is any, who has any sort of intelligence will know already without them suppressing it that Ukraine probably did this. And uh, so if this letter got released which I think it's very cool and I like the message of it. But if you're like, no matter, like if I was Russian and I was a Putin supporter and I heard this letter, I wouldn't believe it. So just because they're suppressing it doesn't, isn't going to change, I think, any in, somewhat intelligent person's view of what happened. Like, of course, Ukraine probably did that. I mean, so I had a conversation about this like two hours ago with someone. So I did actually know about this. I didn't know about the letter. And we were just joking about how Ukraine said they had nothing to do with this. And of course they had something to do with it because in these situations, a country would never say they did something like this in the middle of uh, a war. You're just, you deny, deny, deny. But how does that bring hope? Because right now they are, the hopelessness comes from them fueling the fire well, that's it's I think that uh, showing Putin that his top, top people and maybe he are at risk is very good overall. Like the these people, his inner circle should know they're in danger and uh, they're bad people. So the fact that they that Ukraine or maybe it's, you know, let's just say it is Ukraine who did this. Them showing, like, showing that watch your step, I think, is only a good thing in trying to hopefully at some point end this thing. Now, don't you think that with the suppression of this news, that Putin then using it as a means to launch his biggest assault on Ukraine? I think it would have happened anyway. I think that the letter doesn't mean anything. And he would have... Uh, if there was a letter or wasn't a letter, he was going to blame the Ukraine. It doesn't matter. And then they do what he says. I really think this letter was good, nice for us to read, that there are people who want a good, fair democracy in Russia. But it doesn't, it is, it moves the needle zero. Um, hmm. Well, that doesn't feel very hopeful. I th I find hope in that, like, they they are able to get to potentially top people in the Kremlin. I find that hopeful because okay, okay. at some point, like it's like with uh, with Hitler, you needed to get in to get him. You needed to, and he ended up killing himself. But he, there were almost assassination attempts, and they got to some of his top advisors, and he knew he was toast, and he killed himself. Right. And, I mean, and here, and by the way, just a disclaimer for any of our KGB friends listening to this. Oh, we love um, you. We love you. Like, we love or love CIA. Oh, we, Aaron and I, are not advocating for the killing of anyone we are reporting on what we are reading in the news and speculating please do not poison us and do not have us shoot ourselves in the back of the head three times uh we are strictly speculating uh-oh row it do you hear that oh oh boy they're oh, here no, for there's me a, there's a knock on my door all right we have to talk quieter yeah. we have to talk quieter I'm gonna so honestly because i am kind of scared anyway um let's <laughs> okay so i guess i find hope that you know, certain resistance movements are more powerful than we had thought could be. 
Because they're coming from inside the house. Yeah, it's great. Okay. okay. And uh, so there we go. That's a, well, I will hope gong it, but I don't have my, the hope gong out, so I'm just going to go bong. Gong. For new listeners, we do have a hope gong. I just didn't grab it yet, but we will. I'll, I'll, I'll hear I found it. Ready? So there we hope gonged it. And we're going to skip over crypto today. We usually have a segment on crypto, but there's nothing positive to report. And we are just feeling down and out and depressed about the topic. So we're going to skip over until next week when we have hopeful things to report. Because I'm a future... Wait, what's your thing? You are a a futurist. (laughs) And uh, Rohit is reading into the future and knows that next week there will be hope. So speaking of hope, Rohit... Actually, this is going to be a good segue into my topic. But... The sports update. You have something pretty big. Well, I mean, I think the pretty, um, the pretty big news is actually that start or- with what you just wrote. Then we'll oh, do, let's flip it. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Well, to continue along the calamitous start that my sports teams usually begin their seasons with, Kayvon Thibodeau, the number five overall pick in this year's NFL draft. You know, defensive lineman, pass rusher, drafted by the New York Giants. Uh, has undergone, he, I guess he took a pretty bad, ugly hit to the knee. Debatable if it's legal or not, but it was unsportsmanlike regardless. He is going to miss at least the first three to four weeks with an MCL sprain. So, so I saw sucks. that play. I saw that play. Maybe you sent it. But um, I don't. So the, what happened with this play? Because it, it goes back to the NFL, I think, being a pile of trash, even though I watch it. Yeah. So uh, what wh- happened in this? But isn't that, like, isn't that a rule that needs to be addressed? Like, it's, a, it's a rule only for quarterbacks. You can't I know. Pull, you can't pin your helmet to a knee of a quarterback. So Kayvon Thibodeau was coming around the outside. And first of all, I learned this, that by the way, Justin Herbert, star quarterback in his third-year player for the Los Angeles Chargers, superstar, rising superstar, has never played one preseason snap. It wasn't until this offseason that Saquon Barkley, fourth-year running back, you know, who's been injured the last two years, has ever played a preseason snap. If you're guaranteed to be on a starting roster, you should not be playing in preseason games. You shouldn't even be taking a snap. And so our prized star rookie pass rusher, electric freak of nature, uh, he was coming around the outside and a guy from the Cincinnati Bengals who's just trying to make the team. I honestly, I understand where that dude is coming from. He just wants to make a hit, stop the defender, whichever we can. And he made a really undisciplined, legal, but really shitty, ugly, dangerous block by tackling Kayvon Thibodeau and just pretty much having sending his head flying into Kayvon's knee and his knee bent the wrong way. Um, and it was ugly. It was carted off. And that type of play shouldn't be happening in preseason. You shouldn't have the Giants. It's on the Giants are keeping their super young, super rising star in the game. He shouldn't have been playing any snaps. I think we've learned from this. Um, and I think it also calls for a rule change. But I'm, I'm upset because the Giants See, are already going to be you know, they're building. Be tr- no, the, oh, no, the Giants are going to be great. I love exactly. the Giants. Exactly. Yes. Thank you for remembering. For those who are first time listeners, I'm a Dolphins fan. I am um, not a Giants fan, but I lost a bet. So, for now, I have to still say great things about the Giants. It's through this entire season and postseason. I don't think there will be Giants in the postseason, but you're, you're relieved of your duties once the Giants season's over. And I am relieved of my duties when I have to make a point on the podcast. I don't think that's how it works, but maybe. I, I have to, but because the Giants are trash. Yeah, but, so, yeah. but here's the thing. I disagree with you, and we didn't do. We have a debate usually on the show. We didn't have a debate, but I'm, I'm gonna make this into a bit of a debate. I truly disagree with you on this play. Um, the NFL is all about money. All they care about is money. They don't care about the well-being of people. They don't care about how their players act outside of the, um, off the field. That was very much shown by Deshaun Watson and what happened with him. Um, 11 games now. He's missing 11 games instead of six. Oh, boy. For how many sexual assaults? So I think 
that whoever the Bengals player was, to your point, in preseason, he is trying to make the team, make a lot of money, do help his family, you name it. And so he's busting his ass on the field to do whatever he can to tackle someone who just got paid a lot of money as a number five pick. And if I'm him and I can do a legal play where I can take out, he didn't know he was going to hurt his knee, but he can definitely take him out for that play. I'm doing it. Like this game is dirty. The NFL is incredibly dirty. If something is legal, do it. Even if things aren't legal, People do illegal things in the NFL, and then they, what, maybe get suspended a game? But you want to stay on the field. You want to get paid. You want to support your family. So I say do whatever you can. This league is a very, very bad league. It is run by corrupt people. And so do what you can if you're a player to make the team and to have a successful career or at least make a team, make some money. And yeah, but, I mean, but the fact is – that dude was actually Randy Moss's son. Um, All right, so he's already rich, but like, but he who cares? And also, he's still he's, trying to make the team. He's probably not going to be. But also, things like that shine negatively if you can't have discipline when you're tackling. Even though, like, I saw the play. I'm going to disagree again. I'm sorry. I saw the play. He just went for straight he, into a knee, bro. He, it's a legal play. He's making sure that the number five pick, one of the quickest guys on the field, this guy is nasty, and he's making sure that he doesn't get to the quarterback. That, I think it was to the quarterback. This guy is doing his job in a league that is corrupt. I think yeah, it is but, but exactly what you have to do. Taking away the job from other people. He's doing. He's doing. <laughs> He's doing exactly what the NFL promotes, which is be violent, beat up people, do whatever you can to survive in that gladiator field that I watch, that you watch, that I just personally think is super corrupt. And this shows the corruption more. You're, well, there's something to be said about sportsmanship between athletes who do not control the league. So what should he have done? Let the guy have. run past him? Like in that play, that was the move to stop him. He had to go for the leg. He had no other play. He kind of came out from the side and went into the leg because that was the way to get him to stop. That's and it not worked. how you block. If everybody went for people's knees on every single play, you would have the entire teams like literally they won't be able to finish one game. Then they have to. Then the NFL needs to try to change some things because the NFL doesn't change these things. These kind of injuries happen, and I say to the uh, whatever his name is, something Moss. I say, good, you did what you had to do. And you got noticed, so maybe you have a better chance of making your team because the NFL doesn't give a shit about you, so you have to give a shit about yourself. Funny thing is, I actually think he's going to get cut because of that play. So, is what it well, is. that would suck too. Yeah, so I think it might be moot. <laughs> so, but at least, do you hear my point? Or uh, I think it's a bit of a nihilistic point, um, but I also think it's it's also a bit of an anti-humanist um, point. So you're saying that the NFL is for humanity? No, but I do think that there's humanity within these existing players. And to deprive somebody of their career by making what is technically illegal, but an absolutely obviously dirty hit is not the way to engender support. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, Washington released Thaddeus Moss, um, Last, you know, after one season on their practice squad, and oh, so it's Thaddeus Moss. I didn't realize that he was uh, Randy Moss's son. Yeah, tight end. So it's all. He's also, you know, it's it's. I don't think that. Uh, I don't know. He may or may not make their practice squad, but this doesn't. I think this doesn't help him. I'm rooting for him. Yeah. I say make the squad. He's doing what he can to get on that field in the corrupt FL. Nah. It should be called that, the that's CFL. Like, that's like rooting for injuries. That's just like one no, of the No, I'm not do. rooting for injuries. You I are think the, the for NFL, the NFL roots for injuries. The NFL is promotes vile behavior from people both on and off the field. So why why wouldn't I say like like every man for himself in this league because in the end the players 90% of the time in the NFL lose out. They play a year or two, they get hurt, they get carted off, they get Band, they're done with the team, and they're back trying to figure out what the hell to do with their lives. Yeah, well, 
he just cost himself any, most likely a spot on the team because of that. So it is what it is. I'm Team Thaddeus. <laughs> oh, man. You don't want people supporting people that are intentionally injuring other players. That's just not a cool He did not – in that play, he did not intentionally injure Dude, him. if you're he going went to make knees, a, He went course. to make a – he went to yes. trip him up. He went no, to trip him up. When you spike – when you do a cut block and you intentionally spike your helmet into a player's knee, you're intentionally trying to injure them. No, he Legal went for he went to cut his to cut off his leg. It happened to hit his knee. He could have easily just gone below the knee. He just went for it because, as you said, uh, you can't you can't block he's somebody super fast by going for their ankles either. You got it. Like it's it's you know he was, what he trying, was trying to, to do. He was trying to tackle the guy and he did. Well, regardless, I'm happy he's going to get cut for it. So. I support that. Then. Well, what, what, listeners, what do you think of this debate? Do you think yeah. that the NFL is a good, sweet league? And well, that's you not know, what we're debating about. We're debating about <laughs> if it's okay to root for a guy that intentionally tried to hurt somebody else. He didn't. I don't think he tried to intentionally no. hurt. I he think absolutely did try to. Intentionally I'm watching hurt. the play it's again. No, I just watched it again. He went with his shoulder to, and then helmet. Like he went to ta he actually the block starts. I'm watching it again right now. It starts where he's basically going at his tushy, and then uh, your guy, and then the Giants player, like kind of starts to go down, and he goes down with him, and then the body, his body falls awkwardly on his on Moss's body. Oh, so his knee fell onto Moss's helmet. No, his knee, like the Moss's helmet, hits. Uh, Thibodeau's tushy and then that reaction leads to his like Thibodeau's leg gets caught kind of and then stays and then it bends backwards you just have to watch the play a lot you'll see I just dude, watched it like five times dude his shoulder his entire shoulder his entire weight no look where he pushes it now that is that's ugly. all right everyone it's, can it's legal and you're every, wrong everyone can look it up Dude, just because something is legal doesn't make it right. Um, I'm going to use that against you later. All right, let's move on to the Orioles part. I really am curious what our listeners think of this. And uh, you have a piece on the Orioles, and then we'll move yeah, on to the next they, topic. They had a couple losses over the past week. They're two and a half out. Um, they pushed the Red Sox to six out, won the series over the weekend. But, yeah, it's right now. Baltimore and Minnesota are on the outside looking in, both two and a half games out from the three wild card spots between the Blue Jays, Rays, and Mariners, all of whom are, like, both the Rays and the Jays are 65 and 55, and then the Mariners are 66 and 56. But those are all three of the exact same record, and they're all tied. Um, I think what was very cool, which is going to lead into my topic, I think what was very cool is the Orioles were on national television last night. A lot of people watched, and they won in this in the Little League Classic, the the game they play at Williamsport, where the Little League World Series is. They had, for those who don't know, they have for five years. I think they've done it, the Little League Classic, which is big leaguers, the Red Sox and the Orioles in this case, go to Williamsburg and play a game. Williamsport, at, or Williamsport. Yeah, William, they went to yeah, Williamsburg. William, William, Williamsburg. Yeah, it would just be a bunch smoke. of like hipsters. Yeah, a bunch of kids like 11, 12 year olds ripping cigs. Yeah, and, uh, you know, and the just having some IPAs, IPF, IPAs that taste bad. So, no, it was Williamsport, and it's a great event. The players interact with the kids. It's a, it's I think become a very popular thing. And the Orioles were in that game, so a lot more people got to see the Orioles. A lot of people probably watched the Orioles for the very first time this team for the first mm -hmm. time this year on last night. Yeah, and, and that's good. And they got to see some exciting plays and a nice, uh, you know, eighth inning that put the Orioles on top. Um, yeah, it was a great game. And a lot so, of the stars, a lot of the Orioles stars were like mic'd up. They were talking to the to the broadcast. It was very much like a. It was. It, it felt like very much a. Here, world, we're going to introduce you to these Orioles because they're going to be around for a while. Yeah, and it was just so cool watching them play on a little league field. And you know, that. they pushed back the fences. When you got major league teams playing in a little league baseball field, that's pretty damn cool. And all the little leaguers were there getting autographs and all that. And Adley Rushman, I think he, you know, he was, he was mic'd up a few times. That's Orioles rookie catcher. Yeah, he seems Really cool. likable guy. Really cool dude. So, unfortunately, because it's America, 
nothing this is my my topic we're going right into it nothing for whatever reason nothing can go smoothly everything has to become a controversy so the little league um the little league classic happened a lot of people watched that game probably more people than a normal espn game and what happened rohit controversy oh boy because i you I'm, you were watching i was watching in like the eighth inning, something like that, I think, seventh mm-hmm. or eighth inning, yep. they showed a black little leaguer. Oh no! Yeah, this one. And he, uh, other players were taking cotton from a get, little toy giveaway, and they were putting the cotton in his hair. And the broadcast showed it and talked about it. And unfortunately, this made the news. It's on like TMZ and everything right now. And there was a statement made that officials say there was no ill intent behind the action. They were just do the little leaguers were just doing it like kids playing with kids. There was nothing racially anything about it, which I believe to be true. But the optics aren't great. No, they're definitely not great. Because, you know, I think there is already a sort of, there's cultural sensitivity about black Americans and hair. You know, where, oh God, a lot of times, you know, white people have tried to touch black people's hair. And just because it's so to them, it's, you know, it's so exotic, it's different. Um, you know, jokes have been made. And yeah, so these guys picked the, they were all ripping apart their teddy bears, as you said, in the giveaway. <laughs> Which is, that's funny. Yeah, and that's funny to, to shred your teddy bear and rip its guts out. Um, and it probably started with one kid sticking this kid's hair, because kids goof around with each other. When we were kids, we and during Little League practice, we'd throw rocks at each other. Maybe that was yeah. extreme. And I remember I still will never like live it down. It, it like haunts my nightmares. There was this kid, Jay Deal. Jason Deal, if you're listening to this right now, when we were 12 and I threw that rock, I literally didn't think it would hit you, but I hit him in the back of the head. And we were friends, and he was like not my friend anymore after that because I was mean to him. I didn't mean to do it. And I You were a mean him. girl? I wasn't a mean girl. I was just trying to throw a rock near him. But then I was like, oh, oh, crap. It actually hit him and hit him in the head. You really are a, so you're a mean girl. Oh, yeah, I, can, I, yeah. I didn't know you were a mean girl. Yeah. It's, it's one of my biggest regrets. I was like, oh, this isn't going to hit him. So I'll just like, it'll be funny. Because everybody throw rocks at everybody. And I was like, oh, I'll throw a rock at my friend. And then it hit him. I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, yeah. well, what do you, th- I mean, see, I, li- I believe that there was zero ill intent. The kids seemed to be enjoying that they were on TV doing this. It was like. They didn't, I don't think there was any racially motivated thing going on here. And it obviously they came back. It was nothing like that. It was just like, it happened to be a black kid. So therefore, and they put it on national TV. So it then. Yeah. But the thing is, Aaron, it's, yes, it was a black kid, but his hair is the only one that would accept that. And not, not, not true. Jufros could easily accept. Sure. We didn't see that many of them on this team. No. However, a Jufro would take that would would do the same thing with cotton stuff. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I do think it's unfortunate. I the kid that is having the cotton being placed into his hair, he's not really smiling that much. I think he's kind of like, you know, it's it's like hazing, but he's I know. I guess he's kind of smirking. He's smirking. No, he was, I think, I think in the whole clip, he was laughing, but it's, here's the thing. When kids get picked on, sometimes they'll put on a, a brave smile or they think it's hilarious and it's really impossible to tell. I do. I don't think that there was evil racist intentions with this. However, I think that if I was the camera crew, if I was actually the editor, I would have like not cut to that camera. And, Probably because this kid didn't need to be on TV. 
like kind of having that put in his hair. I don't think what I think it, it doesn't show malice, but I think it shows ignorance. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. It was. Uh, all right. I don't feel any hope. Let's move no. on. It's their kids. The only hope you can feel is that they're kids and maybe they're going to get some awareness. And maybe other kids are going to get awareness. It's like, yeah, playing around is cool, but just make sure that who you're playing around with is actually okay with it. He was down. I mean, in the clip, the segment, the kid was definitely okay with it. Like he was telling them to like put more, like yeah. he was part yeah, of it. He was I, fine with it. It's just the optics were not good. Not good optics. And I also do think for those saying that this is, you know, this is not the worst thing that's ever happened. It's just kids could probably, I think, you know, maybe there's some sensitivity trading that's going to oh, be happening oh with no. the leaguers. Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> Roe, you would love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you I'll love sensitivity trading. <laughs> Speaking of Aaron. Yeah. We're on to Hopeless TV, right? Yeah, Hopeless TV. Did you watch the world premiere of House of the Dragon on HBO last I, night? I did not. Woo! Um, I did see one interesting stat that they said, like, a record number of people watched it, and it mm -hmm. was 9 million people, which to me is fascinating because 9 million people, even, like, five years ago, for any, like, Nine million was not a lot of people. That shouldn't be a record, but because TV it's is so good, amount of people, but it's, it's not like a shocking amount of people. No, it's like for that to be a record is a very small record for TV watching and what it was even a few years ago, five years ago maybe. Right. So right. I was surprised by that being a record. That was all I saw of it, but I did not see the show. Okay, it so, was. I know it got some mixed reviews. People were like, oh, the cast and this and that. I really, really enjoyed it. And if you were into Game of Thrones, if you read the books, you know, it, it, you didn't have to even read the books for this. This, this. this is based on Fire and Blood, which is kind of a historical, almost history book style, history of the Targaryen family and their lineage and kind of the things that led to eventually the birth and death of the Mad King and then Daenerys Targaryen. Now, the show takes place 170 years before those events. And I love the casting. I love the, the, the situation that's being set up. You know, the family, obviously, the, the family that breeds together, mm -hmm. fights together and against each other. So, as we all know, the Targaryen family, they just like to fuck each other because their <laughs> bloodline is so pure. And that's a very consistent storyline. So they could preserve the hair and the eyes and all that. So we didn't see much of that, but I think we're going to be seeing some of that. And regardless, outside of that, I thought it kind of really honored the tone of Game of Thrones. And so I'm excited. And the dragons were sweet. Oh, well, congrats. I this This leads into my hopeless uh, TV segment. Yeah. I guess Wait. my hopeless is that people aren't going to watch it. But anyway, people they set a record. Um, yeah, that's true. Here is my hopeless part about TV. And mm -hmm. I've brought this up a bit before on this show. There is too much. There's just too many shows that everyone says you have to watch. And I get overwhelmed and I end up not watching anything or I just watch my comfort food. I watch something that where I don't have to pay much attention. Either I'll put on a ball game or I'll watch like a rerun of a show that are just like, you know, simple, like I'll watch Family Feud or I'll watch uh, Nathan for you. I'm rewatching because that show's amazing. Or like uh, Impractical Jokers will be on in the background because the shows, there's so many, like The Bear, you got to watch. Better Call Saul, I have four seasons to try to finish. Um, you just mentioned This House of the Dragon. Uh, there's Hacks and... I forget all of them. There's so many of these shows and they take up so much time. Half the time I like them, half the time they piss me off because they wasted that time. And I just don't, like there's just too much stuff and it's a big investment and I don't know even where to start or what to do. And I think a lot of people have this issue. I, I've, I definitely have this issue. And I think you and I both are people that suffer from clinical cases of FOMO. Yeah. Oh, yes. We, 
we don't want to watch or miss out what everybody's watching. We don't want to miss on the conversation. We don't want to miss out on the good times. We don't want to miss out on the means. Don't want to miss out of any of it. Any of However, the LA things where there's a big LA thing, we want to go to that thing. Exactly. I think maybe a point of our personal growth that we can do together with listeners of this show who feel the same way as us, where you're screaming on the inside if you could have gone to something or watched something and you didn't and everybody's having a great time with it. So maybe a big part of growth and maturity is being okay with that. Okay. I don't know if I'm ready for that, but maybe we can do this. We can help each other together. All right. I like that. I feel hope. I will, I will hope. Look, and we all make mistakes to bring it back with what shows we do and don't watch. But getting over FOMO is something that we can all... I like that. We're in this together. <laughs> Your favorite phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I did the rooster. I did it again. <laughs> I did made the same mistake twice. Yeah, and my second favorite phrase is on my hat. What? On your hat. Oh, LA, it's the Dodger logo. Live, laugh. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. <laughs> but it's the LA Dodger logo. Yeah, it's really stupid. <laughs> I, well, here's what's the dumbest. So, row it on his hat. It says, live, laugh, love. The LA is used for laugh. But I think the designer of the hat was trying to show that you can use the L for all three words, but the live has the L of the LA Dodger and then I-V-E, so that works. The laugh has the L-A and then the U-G-H, so that works. But then at the bottom, they just got lazy and they were like, you know what? We're not gonna use it for love. We're just gonna write the word love. And so (laughs) it totally ruins the hat because it's almost clever. And then they're just like, we're just gonna put the word love. We're not gonna use the L, which is so stupid. The same company, I think it's called Good Shirts. Dumb um, shirts. They got they got a hat that just is like a it's like a beige hat that just has it looks like a three year old with I don't know maybe a, a three year old on acid with their <laughs> non dominant hand wrote with scrawled N Y and just like a in pencil like like the Yankees logo. Oh really? And and then it just said it's also pencil written. Official New York Yankees hat. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's not official. It's so oh, stupid. <laughs> so dumb. It's really dumb. They make lots of dumb, funny hats. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, this one is anyway. in unintentionally dumb, but yes, yes. Uh, we're on a tangent. So now we have to go to yeah. guess the BTS, our favorite yes. K-pop group. We just don't know much of their music, but now we know a lot of their music because we've been fans of them for since this show started. Huge BTS fans. And can you guess the BTS, Rowick? Can you guess what happened with BTS this week? Um, I'm going to guess that one of them crashed their car. So I'm proud of you. You went in a negative direction which is exactly where this one is going. A lot of times they're hopeful. A lot of times the things they do are great. This time something bad happened to them almost. There were anonymous death threats made against Jimin and V, two of the members of BTS. And are they any got, of those the main one? No, not okay. the, but there are then other main ones. Like I'm I, joking. Their faces, <laughs> their faces I recognize. So they're definitely, well, there's only, how many are there? Seven of them, eight of them, nine? I, I don't know. There's gotta be seven at least. Seven, eight. So there was an anonymous person was threatening to uh, to try to kill them. And then some of their fans, it looks like, reported it, found it, reported it, and uh, it got thwarted. But that's scary. We don't want that to happen to our, to our BTS. No, no. Well, you know what? The hope there is you're not big until you get death threats. And But their fans, the BTS army, went and helped oh, stop yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Their fans definitely stood up for them. And, you know, maybe that means we're big because I've been getting death threats since I was a kid. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just waiting for our listeners to show up for us. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> all right, good. I feel hope. Yeah. <laughs> we just need our, our <laughs> listeners to show up when we get death threats. Yes. Our listeners, if you guys can either send us a death threat 
or show up for us when we get the death threat, we'll be forever grateful. <laughs> forever grateful. Yes. Please send your death threats to uh, at the hopeless show um, on any platform. Yes. And then, uh, so should we do, uh, we have just a few more things to wrap up yeah. before we get yeah. to the, what everyone has been waiting for, the all-star segment from a few weeks ago. The live yes. all-star segment of Rohit and Aaron, which we will bring to you at the end of this show. So we were yes. almost there. Let's do your one hope in 60 seconds, then we'll get to fan mail and then wrap up the show. All right. And then give you guys that special all-star game segment. And you're up. So it was briefly mentioned earlier, but I really did feel hopeless when I wrote something just saying congratulations to Dr. Fauci on all that he's done, like helping cure AIDS. And the amount of hate I got for supporting what Dr. Fauci has accomplished in our country really made me feel hopeless. And I really can't, no hope will come if you say that it's because I said something nice about something that someone who's a doctor associated with politics has, <laughs> has done. So go, you have 20 more seconds and you can't say that. Um, well, with the limited time I can give you is that at least he wasn't, he didn't meet the fate of what people tried to put BTS or Putin's Rasputin through. Um, oh, wow. Really dark. <laughs> yeah. So I'm happy. I think he's actually a decent person. Um, and that's the best I'm ever going to say about anybody related to the political world. Um, but how bad is it that people are hating on a doctor who's helped people? Like, that's not I the mean, person that we should hate on. Are you surprised? Look how, how much everybody hates on everybody who is seem to be aligned with the team that they're not on. No, I, I was called recent, like in one of these posts, I was called a Nazi. I'm Jewish. And they yeah. said, you Nazi. <laughs> that was one of the responses. So no, I'm people, not surprised. Yeah. I mean, people call Ben Shapiro a Nazi and the dude is crazy, oh, that but he's sucks. also Jewish. That guy sucks. I don't suck as like, I mean, right, some people he's... might think I suck, but I don't suck like he sucks. Right. But also neither of you are Nazis. So that's what I'm saying. No, is, we're not Nazis. He is not a Nazi. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, this is, yeah. All right. Just, yeah. It's just, shit happens, man. Well, shit happens. Are you ready for, speaking of you shit put, happening. You put yourself in the public sphere, you're going to get killed. And speaking. Metaphorically and verbally, not physically. Speaking of which, we have a submission. Um, this was in response to something about climate change. I don't really know what, but he. This was written on my uh, on my Instagram. Something about climate change. I think I was happy because the part of the bill that was passed was uh, involved helping uh, with climate change, and we I mm -hmm. feel need that. Our climate is uh, in trouble, and there's a lot of change happening to it. If you don't agree with climate change. I don't know. Don't honestly stop listening to us. You just don't need to. It is true. It exists. So this person wrote, Aaron Wolf, they're causing the climate change and not for the better. This is our submission. They're causing climate change and not for the better. You really think it's the people's fault, the animals fault that there's climate change? Question mark. Research the chemtrails they put in the sky are damaging the life below. Solar shield is another of their stupid ideas. Climate change would be great getting them out of office, putting us into a drought, making the forest fires with their lasers. So, Rohit, can you answer? Uh, this is Kim Walt. Well, Kim, thank you for your submission. <laughs> I wonder. I mean, there. here's what I will give you, Kim. There's been a lot of, you know, I think the Earth was supposed to end about seven times in the past 20 years based on prediction models. And, yes, there's some phenomenon that, you know, can't be explained one way or another. I'm, I just feel I'm not personally in the camp of space lasers um, or any of that. <laughs> However, I don't blame the animals either. I don't believe in the cow farts thing. I think that's dumb. You know, the majority of pollution comes from industry, not everyday consumers. And that's the great man-made uh, carbon, uh, uh, of man-made just sort of 
carbon gases, carbon emissions. Yeah. And even more than that, more than man-made, the rest comes from fucking volcanoes. Oh, um, yeah. Which are, you know, and that stuff we can't control. And obviously, in the world we live in, the it's the everyday people that are penalized. Yep. Not industry. And... You know, we're asked to do lots of things, you know, recycle. I'm, I, we're like religious recyclers. I also reduce and I reuse. I care about the environment deeply. And what I do is not even a drop in the ocean. It's just a drop in, of nothing in, in a sea of infinity. Because right. even the plastics, 80% of plastics that can be recycled are not. And of those that are sent to the recycling plants, then only 50% actually make it through the recycling process. So it's almost 7% of actual plastic put into recycling is actually recycled and it's it's and we keep producing more and it comes from industry and so what i think i'm trying to say kim is what are you, you should be say? mad you should be mad you should be angry i wouldn't blame the lasers <laughs> i wouldn't blame chemtrails because those actually truly have not been proven i would blame industry and i would blame the politicians that continue to enable this pollution because left or right their hands their pockets rather are <laughs> filled with cash from industry well Be said angry at them very good i mean Rowan, i'm proud of you for that answer that was uh well said thank you and uh and thank you kim for the beautiful submission and yes, but Kim, keep your anger and direct it at those <laughs> bastards in office. Yes, and uh, and submit. Please send another submission too. Yeah, we want more from you. And finally, hope fulfilled. We we do want more as much from Kim as possible. Please send more submissions, Kim Waltz. <laughs> like we will actually, we would answer three of your submissions a show. I want Kim to be a guest. Uh, yes. Kim, you're welcome on this show anytime. Um, right we're just not going to tell you exactly how to get a hold of us. <laughs> no, write to us. You can find us at The Hopeless Show. You can find Aaron at The Aaron Wolf on all handles. You you, she she already did Rome, find right? me, I guess. So Great. Well, then find me too. We'll get you on the show. But I think, Aaron, we want to wrap up with a hope fulfilled and then a bonus segment of baseball. Yeah. What do we got to end the show on a positive note? On a positive note, I am able. So last week, I talked a little bit about the foundation that we have, the I Am Able, it's IamAbleFoundation.org. But it got a little messy because of our mistakes with the sound. So I just wanted to say again that our foundation, I Am Able Foundation, has some big events coming up. We are launching a couple new initiatives in the coming weeks that are new to the, they're, they're new to the hemisphere. They've never been done for, uh, for people with invisible differences, invisible disabilities, neurodivergent differences and so some of the things we are doing in media and for people to be empowered and to squash stigmas related to invisible disabilities are new and forward-thinking and I'm so proud to be a part of this um, when I founded it I didn't know what it would become and I'm just very proud to see where we're headed and so um, Rohit's clapping. Thank you, man. So uh, please go to IamAbleFoundation.org or mm -hmm. all our subsequent socials. It's like IamAbleFND or something, but all the links are on the um, on the website, and you can just put your email and find out more of what's to come because I think everyone is affected by this either personally or th with someone they know, and we're here to help. That's it. We're See, literally here to help. That's what we're here for. And this is why Aaron and I are a great team. When Aaron sees things in the world that need fixing, he works to fix them. When I see things that need fixing, I will complain about them. <laughs> and together, we are a great team because of that. So, And it's true because I hear Rohit's complaints and I know, uh-oh, we have to do something about this. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Consider me the guy that's writing the briefs for Aaron to address. To address. So and with that, yeah, this is it's I mean, time for the all-star segment. Yeah, it's time for the all-star segment and we will bid you adieu uh, after that. And yeah, everybody stay hopeful. <laughs>
Uh, Aaron and Roick coming to you from the All-Star Game at Dodger Stadium. Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Major League Baseball All-Star Game. For those who don't know what Major League Baseball is, stop listening to this podcast right now. Actually, please don't. We need the listeners. We need the listeners. So rate us. Give us a five-star rating. Uh, so the All-Star Game was nuts. Roy, what did you think of it? Um, T.O. was there. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens was there. And I had a seatmate that I didn't realize who it was for a while. I just kept saying, he's saving my seat. And it turns out it was Andy Garcia, star of uh, what, Godfather 3? Uh, I've only seen the first Godfather, and that was like with my dad when I was like eight. So Whatever, he's famous. Look him up if you don't know him. He's really famous, and I was next to him. Uh, it was a crazy game. Kershaw started. He got Otani. He picked off Otani. Yeah. That's right. He picked off Otani, right? He was caught snoozing at first. Yeah, Otani. Otani was definitely got snoozing, and but he I think he got another hit after that, and Kershaw struck out Judge immediately after. Great, it was yeah. a one-two punch. And the lone Orioles representative Jorge Lopez got two pitches, um, but he threw, he got the guy out, so that was great. Right, no one cares about that, but yeah. Rohit, but it was cool. Yeah. And uh, Giancarlo Stanton, former Mike Stanton, won the MVP award because he hit a home run 457 feet. If you don't know baseball, that's far. Yeah, that's literally three quarters of a mile. He hit it three quarters of a mile. And he hit it, he hit it if you don't know LA geography, he hit it to Phoenix. Yes, which is just north of San Francisco. Just north of San Francisco. Again, we're giving you a play-by-play, live play-by-play of the All-Star From Game. From the parking lot. Make sure you guys take the Scott Ave entrance. Yeah. Going to your Dodger games. That is a big, big treat. If you take the Scott Ave exit entrance, you will have a much better time. But uh, overall about the All-Star Game, you know what was great about it? What was that, Aaron? So many good baseball players. Yeah. I've never seen so many. There were a lot of celebrities and that. The Denzel Washington did a thing. That was cool. But, like, just seeing all these stars in one game. Well, it's the All-Star game. I mean, I'm, I'm saying nothing that's not just a platitude about the game, but yeah. it was really cool. Yeah, and I really appreciated, um, you know, our very silky, sensual uh, rally towels that they gave out at the at the entrance when you got in. Right, they said, tie me up, tie me down, it's a rally towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's said for intimate use, which is very interesting, I guess, <laughs> for intimate rallies. Yeah, Major League Baseball is trying to appeal to the younger crowd. I appreciate it. Yes, and the BDSM crowd. Right, and the BTS. BDS, MLB. <laughs> it's a new collab. It's a new collab. We're going to be starting a new, it's instead of guess the BTS, yeah. it's guess the BDS. M. M. Oh, I'm confused now. Yeah. But th- again, we're coming live to you. We bring you only the best content live to you from the Dodger Stadium parking lot where it is completely jammed. And we will probably be here until next week's episode. Yeah. If you just see two skeletons sitting outside of a car, that's us. <laughs> that That's us. Hopefully it's a nice car. Yeah. And again, if you missed the game, it was close. It was 3-2. to two. The American League was down. They came back. They won it 3-2. to two. A lot of people were having a lot of fun. There were a lot of big moments. Oh, and Jackie Robinson, big moment. Yeah. It happens to be Rachel Robinson, his wife's. 100th birthday. Was she alive? Was she there? I don't know. I She's alive, I think. Okay. But, uh, she wasn't there. But what was cool about that, it was 42 years since the Dodgers had the All-Star game, and he's number 42. It was her 100th birthday. A lot of symmetry here about... That's how, baseball's about the story, and there was a lot of stories be, yeah. being told tonight. Yeah. Jackie was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Baseball was great. We went to the home run derby yesterday. There's well, a lot of home runs. There were so many home runs. Julio Rodriguez deserved it. Juan Soto won it. And <laughs> we wish Albert Pools won it. Yeah, that would have been cool. Albert Pools, for those who don't know, legendary, legendary baseball player. Probably the best hitter of our lives, right? Maybe, uh, oh no, Barry Bonds. I'd say Bonds or Trout. Or Trout. But Pool, whatever. Let's just go with Pools because it's He's a better story. Definitely top 10. Top 10. With Ichiro. Uh, oh, Ichiro. Yeah, Bonds, he's good too. Yeah. And the Home Run Derby was really fun, too. Just a great weekend of baseball, even though it's a Monday and Tuesday. It was a great weekend of baseball. And, again, thank you for listening to our live report 
from the Dodger Stadium parking lot. We were gonna do it in the stadium, but we forgot because that's how much we care. Actually, no, we couldn't get licensing rights to be able to record in the stadium. That's they a good point. They would have brought us to the Dodger jail and executed us. And just to show that we are live, that is an alarm going <laughs> off in the parking lot. Yeah. Because it's too hard for some people to just look for their car. They got to turn the alarm on. They have to turn the alarm on. Yeah. And yes, we uh, we were not given licensing rights to record in the stadium. Yeah. So we went to the parking lot just for you, the fans. We, we did not receive express prayers written permission from Major League Baseball. No. <laughs> Rob Manfred said no. He's the yeah. commissioner. Yeah. Uh, any parting words, Rowett? Um, I really hope that this was a big step forward. For new baseball fans, we saw a lot of kids in the bleach in the seats today. It makes me happy. Hopefully, there's a new generation that carries on the tradition of loving America's pastime. Amen. Go baseball. Go, go all-star baseball. game. Go Dodgers. Go O's. Go Dodgers. Go O's. When the world seems gold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show with Aaron and Rogan. Whoa. Oh,